Section 23 of Religious Studies, Sketches and Poems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Patricia Booth. Religious Studies, Sketches and Poems by Harriet Beecher Stowe. Section 23. The Barren Fig Tree. Monday in Passion Week. During the last week of the life of Jesus, we see him under the most awful pressure of emotion. The crisis of a great tragedy which has been slowly gathering and growing from the beginning of the world is now drawing on. The nation that he had chosen, that he had borne and carried through all the days of old, was now to consummate her ruin in his rejection. All his words and actions during the last week of his life were under the shadow of that cloud of doom which overhung the city of Jerusalem, the temple, and the people whom he had loved so earnestly and so long in vain. When going up to Jerusalem he walked before his disciples silent and absorbed, and they dared scarcely speak to him. Amid the triumphant shouts of the people that welcomed him to the city, he paused on the verge of Olivet and wept over it. He saw the siege, the famine, the terror of women and helpless children, the misery and despair, the unutterable agonies of the sacking of Jerusalem, which has been a world's wonder, and he broke forth in lamentation. Oh, that thou hadst known, even thou in this thy day, the things that belong to thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. All his discourses of this last week are shaded with the sad colouring and prophetic vision of coming doom, of a crime hastening to fulfilment that should bring a long-delayed weight of wrath and vengeance. His parables now turn on this theme. One day they tell of a husbandman entrusting a vineyard to the care of faithless servants. He sends messengers to overlook them. They beat one and stone another, till finally he sends his only and beloved son, and then they say, let us kill him. And they catch him and cast him out of the vineyard and slay him. What, he asks, shall the lord of the vineyard do to these husbandmen? Again he speaks of a feast to which all are generously invited, and all neglect or reject the invitation, and not only reject, but insult and despise and ill-treat the messengers who bear the invitation, and tells how the insulted king sends the invitation to others, and decrees, None of these men shall taste of my supper. He tells of a wedding feast, and of foolish virgins who slumber with unfilled lamps till the door of welcome is shut. He tells of a king who, having entrusted talents to his servants, comes again to reckon and takes away the talent of the unfaithful one, and casts him to outer darkness. All these themes speak of the approaching rejection of the nation on whom God has heaped so many favours for many years. The thought of their doom seems to press down on the heart of the Redeemer. The 23rd chapter of Matthew contains Christ's last sermon in the temple, his final words of leave-taking of his people, and a most dreadful passage it is. It is awful, it is pathetic, 
to compare those fearful words with his first benignant announcement at nazareth nothing in human language can be conceived more terrible than these last denunciations of the rejected lord and lover of the chosen race he exposes with scathing severity the hypocrisy the greed the cruelty of the leaders of the nation he denounces them as the true descendants of those who of old killed god's prophets and stoned the messengers and ends by rising into the very majesty of the godhead in declaring their final doom fill ye up the measure of your fathers ye serpents ye generation of vipers how can ye escape the damnation of hell wherefore behold i send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes and some of them ye shall kill and crucify and some of them ye shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city that upon you might come all the righteous blood shed upon earth from the blood of righteous abel to the blood of zacharias the son of barachias whom you slew between the temple and the altar verily i say unto you all these shall come upon this generation o jerusalem jerusalem thou that killest the prophets and stonest those that are sent unto thee how often would i have gathered thy children together even as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings and ye would not behold your house is left unto you desolate for i say that ye shall see me no more henceforth till ye say blessed is he that cometh in the name of the lord this was christ's last farewell his valedictory to those for whom he had loved and laboured and who would not come to him that he might give them life to all these awful words was added the language of an awful symbol in one of his parables our lord had spoken of the jewish nation under the figure of a tree which though carefully tended year by year bore no fruit at last the word goes forth cut it down but the keeper of the vineyard intercedes and prays that it might have a longer space of cultured care and so be brought to fruit-bearing this last week of our lord's life he sets forth the solemn close of that parable by one of those symbolic acts common among the old prophets and well understood by the jews approaching a fair and promising tree on his way into the city he seeks fruit thereon but finds it barren there is a pause and then a voice of deep sadness says no fruit grow on thee henceforth and for ever and immediately the fig tree withered away it was an outward symbol of that doomed city whose day of mercy was past the awfulness of these last words and this last significant sign is increased by the tenderness of him who gave them forth it is the fountain of pity the all-loving one that uttered the doom a doom made certain and inevitable not by god's will but by man's perversity the lesson that we have to learn is the reality and awfulness of sin the reality of that persistence in wickedness that can make even the love of jesus vain for our salvation for what hope what help what salvation can there be for those who cannot be reached by his love if they have seen and hated both him and his father what remains 
This is the end of section 23 of Religious Studies, Sketches and Poems 